0: Welcome to Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. I'm Jen. And I'm Kaylee. Welcome to our first episode of the season. This week we are talking about sex positivity. What is it? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Something about Cotton Eye Eye Joe. Joe. (laughs) Hopefully that's not copyrighted. Right. Anyways... It's, there's nothing about Cotton Eye Joe in this episode, so. No, but lots (laughs) of sex sex positivity. Yes, (laughs) lots. And, and yeah. Yep. (laughs) Enjoy. So why don't we get started actually talking about the topic we are going to discuss today, which is sex positivity? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Me being
1: positive. <laughs> me being sex positive, if you will. <laughs> that should be more like ooh, <laughs> ooh, bouncing about, wow. Ooh.
0: <laughs> so Jen, what what is sex positivity? I'm so glad you asked,
1: Kaylee. Cause I have an answer for you. So sex positivity, I think is mostly about consent and sort of centering good and natural sex being based on consent. And as long as all parties are consenting, then go for it. And it kind of flies in the face of these more traditional, I guess, sexual ideals, or perhaps even repressive sexual ideals around like the only good sex is heterosexual, penis and vagina. Hopefully, when you're married and, you know, in the missionary position, like that's the only kind of sex that is okay. And it's the kind of sex that we were taught is okay by our parents, our schools, our religious institutions. And so, as we both know, the human sexual I guess like spectrum is like a lot wider than that and encompasses a lot of different behaviors and practices and so sex positivity kind of encourages people to like explore those as long as everything is consensual
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and I would tack on to that I mean kind of what you said sex positivity I think overall sees sex as a good thing Not just for Mm -hmm. procreation, but for pleasure and just as a part of the human experience where, you know, a lot of what we were raised in, what we would call maybe sex negativity, views it as almost, it feels like inherently as a a dirty and wrong thing Mm -hmm. that is shameful and should be hidden unless, like you said, they're in really specific bounds. Right. So... I was doing a little bit of research about the history of this term because I think that's just really interesting. Yeah. And I learned that sex positivity and sex negativity were terms that were coined by a psychiatrist named Wilhelm Reich. He's an old dude from the old times, if you can't tell from his name. (laughs) Sounds like him and Freud were like arch nemesis or something. He was actually in the second generation of analysts that came after Freud. Oh, okay. And he was, I think, practicing basically from somewhere around 1920 until he died in 1957. He died fairly young, although maybe in the 50s, not that young. I think he was like 55 or so. Mm. Basically, his ideas were that some societies view sexual expression as essentially good and healthy, while others view it negatively and seek to repress the or control the libido. And essentially, that means that talking about sex positivity came around. You know, it dates back to the 1920s, but for the most part, it really became more of a pop culture thing in, I bet you will guess it, the 60s when hey. we had free love. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, But then over time, there kind of became a split between different types of feminists in particular Mm. about the term sex positivity, because some feminists were pro-porn, pro-sex worker, pro-BDSM, pro-trans, and et cetera, and others were against those things. So it really caused quite a rift in the feminist movements. And I would say overall today, it seems to be a pretty common thing that we see mm. a lot now. So yeah, that's kind of a that's that's the short brief version of a long wikipedia article <laughs> that I read. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I like that. It's really
1: interesting that sex positive as a term has been used like for so long. I I feel very much like it must be like a
0: much more modern term, but it's, you mm-hmm. know, been like floating around for generations. Right. Do you ever remember hearing anyone talk about being sex positive when we were young? Never. The first time I think I heard sex positivity was when I was in college
1: and it was kind of related to like the kink scene.
0: Mm.
1: So like Fifty Shades of Grey was like a very popular thing when I was in college. It like just come out my freshman or sophomore year or something. And so a lot of the parties were like themed around BDSM even though no one really knew what they were doing. And then like young people going to kink clubs became a thing as they started to like get, I don't know, acquainted with like BDSM and stuff. And I went to school in New York. And so there were plenty of clubs around. So sex positive was a term that these clubs would use. Like if you could have sex in the club. So it didn't even really apply to like people having a sex positive attitude. It was like, we're a sex positive space. That's interesting
0: Mm -hmm. that it, I mean, it really has its roots as a term used to describe a way of thinking about Mm -hmm. sex and sexuality. But here there are these like sex clubs or I guess clubs (laughs) using it almost as like a marketing. Yeah, and it's like almost judgmental the way they're using it.
1: Like it just there are plenty of reasons why you would not want to have sex in a club or why a club would not want people having sex there. So to brand those places as like you're not sex positive or progressive enough is like kind of bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like we well, can have sex here so we're sex positive. It's like no, just say
0: that like you can have sex at this event <laughs> like yeah. Say what you mean. Yeah. I know I know for me sex positivity like I don't know that I could even say, when I remember first hearing it. Mm. I mean, I I think partially because I was very... I was involved in, I guess, the religious side of purity culture stuff. I think quite a bit older than you were, Mm -hmm. because I was really into it until I was about 20. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, even once I did start having sex... I don't know that it always felt like a positive thing for me. It kind of felt like a thing that I just kind of did to please my boyfriend. And then I kind of slowly started getting a little bit more comfortable with the idea of sex outside of marriage. But it Mm -hmm. wasn't until I started learning a lot more about feminism, which was after college. I'm a late bloomer. uh, (laughs) That I started to hear about some of these things. And I started really unpacking a lot of what I was taught growing up about sex, which I would call extremely sex negative I mean you know we've talked about it before on the podcast like when they do those things where you, you chew up Oreos and spit it into a cup or you have a piece of tape and everybody touches it passes it around in a circle yes, you know things yes, that show gross. sex as a destructive and damaging thing yeah yeah. so you don't remember specifically when you
1: learn about sex positivity or like when what was that like for you
0: you know, I started, I think it was definitely after I was sexually assaulted when I was 22 or 23, which I did write mm. about, I think, last year on our blog, but a lot of that for me was learning about consent in general, and I read this book called Yes Means Yes, and it's about ent- the idea of enthusiastic consent, and it's a collection mm. of, I think it's like short stories and essays all about that idea and I believe that they talked about it's been quite a few years since I've read it but I believe what they talked about was you know really hyper focusing on like as why you said like consent is a key part of this thing Mm -hmm. that is really important and like no sex is bad necessarily as long as everybody is actually consenting and excited about it that's a Mm -hmm. huge part of it whereas you know I had learned like oh queer sex is bad Sex before marriage is bad. Anal sex with a man is bad. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, any anything like not procreative and and PIV and
0: straight is bad. Yeah, and sex positivity, on the other hand, to me, I didn't necessarily see it as saying. I mean, a lot of people say this like sex is great. You should have it all the time. You should feel no shame. You should do whatever you want. Yeah. But to me, it was more like it wasn't so much about saying you should go fuck all the time. It was more (laughs) like if that's what you want, that's cool. Yeah. If the kind of sex that you want is, you know, cisgender, straight, monogamous, but outside of marriage, that's cool too. If you don't want to have sex, that's cool too. It's. It was more that it just took stigmas off of sex, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. I think that when I was getting into it, I went from like being very repressed to like full force like sexuality all the time. You know, this is mostly in college, and I had to like take a step back and actually be celibate for a while when when all of that was happening. Like there are lots of nuances in there that I think
0: I personally missed around sex positivity. Mm-hmm. It can be a confusing message, especially when you are young, because if you're hearing that you should be sex positive, especially if it's such an opposite message of what you were taught, I think that mm-hmm. the natural progression of that idea is I should go out and have a lot of casual sex. Mm-hmm. Sex doesn't matter. It doesn't, like, it's not going to hurt me. It's not complicated. It's it, it doesn't have to involve my feelings when, like, that's not mm-hmm. always true. Right. Now let's get into a couple of articles that we're going to discuss in this episode because we've been seeing that online. (laughs) uh, There's been a lot of articles written about how Gen Zers don't like sex positivity.
1: Yeah. They're not sex positive or they think it's like Mm passe, which was intriguing to me. Um, And then I was also surprised that I found myself like really identifying with a lot of the stuff they were talking about. So Yeah, I'm excited to get into this
0: Yeah, so let's start with the buzzfeed article Mm -hmm. And I will link all of these in the episode notes as well So this was written in july of 2021 And the title is these gen z women think sex positivity is overrated (laughs) (laughs) That's a great title by the way I mean it definitely catches you and you're like wait what? (laughs) Because we kind of tend to think about this, or at least I
1: have, in, like, very binary terms of, like, if you're not mm-hmm. sex positive, you're sex negative, which it is right. not true, you know? Like, when you've been taught all your life that there's only, like, a couple ways you can have sex, like, opening your mind to, like, actually, most, if not all sex that is consensual and informed and all of that is good is, like, kind of mind-blowing. And so, when you hear something that doesn't agree with that message that you've, like, worked really hard to kind of unpack and internalize and get rid of like all the shame and stuff you're like wait no wait I don't want to go back there right <laughs> but it, it's it's interesting what they get into because a lot of them had a similar experience to me where they like were ready to like explore their sexuality and they went and sort of took to up with people and had like really bad experiences mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's actually the beginning of the article they interview this person who's 23 named Katie who says that as a she started experimenting with her sexuality. People had sex with her when she was blackout drunk. She was in an unknown place that felt scary to her. She'd been raped. She had had things Mm -hmm. happen to her without her consent. And she was essentially saying that she felt like a lot of these things happened to her because she was raised in a culture that was sex positive. And the way it sounds like she internalized that message was that she shouldn't be a prude and Mm -hmm. she should just have a ton of sex and not care about the consequences or think anything through or whatever. But it seems to be that a lot of people who are not necessarily feeling great about sex positivity feel as though it didn't really prepare them for the realities of having sex and having a sex life. Yeah. No,
1: there was like no nuance in it. Right. Like I think there are a couple of things going on here. The, The first thing I picked up on was it seemed to be commodified in a way that like feminism had been commodified and those things were inextricably linked. Like, The newest wave of feminism, there's a part of it that is like very capitalist, right? Where brands Mm -hmm. are like, buy this lipstick. Like it will make you feel better about how you look and feel better about yourself. And like, you know, this is all like, that's, that's what it's all about. Like girl boss it up, buy this lipstick. And like, now you can afford to buy all these bags because you have this like high paying, amazing job. And like, they're trying to sell you things And say that because it makes you feel good or look good or feel better about yourself or whatever, that that is feminism, right? Mm -hmm. And it sort of divorces feminism from like its very, very political roots. And I think that there's something similar going on with sex positivity, right? Where it's like sex obviously sells. It's been used to sell everything since the beginning of time since selling was a thing. So there's this idea that like, it makes you feel good. And like, for so long, women were denied, like, you know, a a full sex life, which is true. But like, the natural outcome of that doesn't have to be like, then have all the sex you want. And don't give a fuck, like fuck like a man or whatever it is, because that also sucks. (laughs) That -hmm. also can like, wind up harming you, I should say, like, there's, there's something there's something between like, only have, Heterosexual PIV sex and like have whatever the fuck sex you want. And I don't think that sex positivity in its current form like explores all those nuances very well.
0: Right. And I don't think that's to say that having all the sex that you want is a bad thing. Yeah. I think it's more that it feels as though sex positivity is well, I'll say the the article called it repackaging of the patriarchy. So mm-hmm. it's this idea that maybe men or or people mm-hmm. with power, or whatever, have commandeered this movement in order to make women easier or more slutty. that That was almost the yeah, the thing I got out of it <laughs> that they, it seems like you're yeah. saying there's this great
1: quote, I think that's from the article, and i'll I'll read it. It says, quote, "Some people, men more." think that sex positivity means indulging every casual thought without care and, and will make you complicit in their objectification as a way to be, quote, open-minded and sex-forward, unquote. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of makes you feel not not only that, like, you should be having sex and doing it feels good, but that if you don't do those things, then you are, like, a prude and not sex-positive. Yeah, Yeah. Exactly. And, and in that way, that's, like, extended objectification, like you acting out
0: someone else's fantasy of you because, like, now it's more permissible to be sexual. Right. And I think that's a really important thing that maybe gets mm-hmm. glossed over a lot when talking about sex positivity, because I know for me, I've tried having a lot of casual sex. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. does not always go well, and it often does not make me feel good, um, whether that's because I have a tough time being honest about what I want or need, or mm-hmm. you know, the other person is maybe using me or not listening to me. But that's just a reality, I think, of having sex. And that's a part of it that, like, you know, we want to enable people to have as much wonderful sex that they'd like. But we also have to help people understand that there, it's more nuanced than that. Mm -hmm. It's not just like go shove whatever anywhere. Like, (laughs) it does involve communication and emotion. Knowing yourself and, yeah, 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 safety and getting
1: clear on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think something else that the article talked about was the idea of consent and how that is also nuanced. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to be very clear that I'm not saying like go have non-consensual encounters. I'm not saying that. Only have consensual encounters. But like I think that there've been a lot of occurrences, I guess, over the past several years, especially with me too, where we see like Coerced consent or like gray area consent, where someone consented to one thing and then things escalated to another that they didn't necessarily consent to, and they weren't really mm-hmm. sure how to get out of it or communicate clearly about, you know, I want this thing but not this thing. And I, I mean, I've had experiences like that as well, where I've consented to one thing and then another thing happens, and I'm like, wait, was that was that non consensual? Mm-hmm. It's kind of this weird. Uh, again, there's there's it's more nuanced than that, like you know, it's not like, yes. And then everything that we do going forward is consensual. You know, you have to check in with your partner. You have to like, be clear about what you want and what you don't want. And some of those things are not, are like gray. And, and when you're with a casual partner who maybe you're just hooking up with for the night, like you don't have a chance to communicate with them. Like, Hey, that doesn't feel right or what we did the other night wasn't great or to sort of process your feelings and emotions with the person that it happened with, if it's yeah. like a very casual encounter. Yeah. So I think there's the stuff that needs to be worked out about that as well. Right. And the, and the idea that like all consensual sex is great and good because
0: maybe not all of it is. <laughs> right. And that whole idea of also using the idea that you want to be sex positive as a way to coerce consent out of someone too. Mm. A lot of the critiques that I've seen are saying that sex positivity seems like a really reactionary movement yeah it was it was almost born out of a reaction to how sex negative things were, yeah, and I can't disagree with that, but I don't think that the solution is to throw that out mm mm-hmm. i I don't think. That sex inherently in and of itself is a bad thing. I think when things get bad, it typically has to do with people that don't care about consent. Like it kind of boils down to that. And like you can also, and I'm not talking about people that say they care about consent. I'm talking about what Jen was talking about earlier literally checking in with your partner continuously, talking about things, being willing to stop doing something in the middle of doing it without. Making your partner feel bad, even accidentally. yeah, there are certain levels of this that I think are really critical that, you know, let's what's that term? Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's interesting you you say that because I, I think this article in the end, all of the people interviewed, even though they had acknowledged that they felt sex positivity had harmed them in some ways, all still identified as sex positive, or mostly most of them still identified as sex positive. And they said the same thing we are, it needs to be done in a very careful, like specific way. And they also noted that like, their world, their media, their whatever, is like way more sex positive and showing different aspects of sexuality than I think ours was (laughs) that's an
0: understatement
1: (laughs) (laughs) like so much of the media and the stuff they consume on the internet is made by people of different genders and sexualities about different genders and sexualities different sexual experiences and all that they just have so much more access to Mm -hmm. all of that and like are able to learn about sex positivity and consent and all of that in ways that we weren't able to and Mm -hmm. So they kind of feel like being sex positive is like, well, we're surrounded by sex all the time. So how do we do that in a way that like works for us and, you know, acknowledges that like, yes, all these different sexualities, genders, et cetera, are like valid and good, but that we don't have to be like inundated with it all the fucking time (laughs) either. right? Which I think is really interesting because part of me is like, yeah, but you guys don't understand how much work we had to do to make it that way. Like Mm -hmm. we grew up in a, in a landscape that was like barren and devoid of all this stuff. And we created a lot of the tumblers and the blogs and the shows and the whatever else you're consuming now, because we did not have that. So like part of me is like, shut up and eat your vegetables. (laughs) And the (laughs) other part is like, wow. Yeah. I guess we never really thought about like what it would be like when the world was like really, really inundated with this stuff.
0: Yeah. And this kind of brings us to the second article we're going to talk about. And this one is a New York Times article opinion piece by Michelle Goldberg Mm -hmm. that came out in September of 2021 called Why Sex Positive Feminism is Falling Out of Fashion. And it really does go into what Jen was just saying, that a lot of these younger people are really surrounded by sex. They're really getting a lot of messages about gender and sexuality, things that we did not have. Mm -hmm. and. I'm actually just going to read a quote from this because I I thought this was really interesting. Yeah. Liberal feminism is telling young girls that hookup culture is liberating, conditioning them to think that if you don't have extreme kinks at a young age, then they're boring and vanilla, and encouraging them to get into sex work the minute they turn 18. Yeah. And I, I do think that's kind of an interesting point here because we do want to feel... Like sex worker positive and anybody who wants to be a sex worker should totally feel comfortable and validated with that choice. They shouldn't be penalized for working in that field. Yeah. I think that should all be said. Mm -hmm. But at the same time it feels a little... Shady to hear that whatever liberal feminism is, whether that's maybe the patriarchy or marketing companies is trying to push women into this. Yeah, it's it's another side of the coin that I think is should be talked about. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I've heard someone describe
1: this as being groomed by the internet, yeah. which uh, is very interesting <laughs> to me. Right, just being like inundated, like you said, with all these images of different genders and sexualities, but also of like specific sex acts, like so, so much fucking porn and knowing about the intimate sex lives of your friends and like them sharing that on the internet and thinking that's cool and safe to do, which is neither here nor there, I guess like they, they should feel safe doing that. But also like some of these people are like young, young underage kids as well. So it's like, how do we handle that? And then you, you sort of like when you're like surrounded by it all the time, like, it's hard to sometimes see the negatives to it as well. Because, I, I mean, every job has has its negatives, right? <laughs> including sex work. Including
0: or, hand jobs. Including.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when you're inundated with messages of how, like, valid and good and great any, any sort of consenting sex act is, it's hard to, like, again, see the nuance in some of this stuff.
0: Right. And it could also, I could see a way that... If you're told that everything should be positive and then you try having anal sex and you don't like it, you're like, am I a bad person for not liking this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I think this is kind of the culmination of that New York Times article is that it sounds like sex positive feminism is almost doing the same amount of damage now yeah. as a lot of the sex negative Lessons that we had were were giving like it's it's almost kind of pushing the same things and I again I don't want to say that that's actually is what's happening I my theory is that I don't know if we want to call it capitalism the patriarchy men yeah <laughs> whatever something has co opted this idea and it's really pushing the have a lot of sex thing yeah but it's not including the really intense discussions and learning and time that it takes to fully understand how to be sex positive in a way that's emotionally safe and physically safe and puts consent forefront. Right. Exactly. I I noticed that too, there
1: was like a through line in in these articles that I don't know if it's that they only could find women or only attempted to find women or, or at least people who have traditionally female names in their articles, but every person who had a negative experience with sex positivity or even had thoughts on sex positivity were women.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it seemed to be that they had experienced the negatives including sexual assaults and outright rape by men. Yeah. And so while I I'm, I'm loath to turn this into like a man-hating situation, like we can't deny that most of the people who perpetuate violence and sexual violence are men and most of the people who are victims of that sexual violence are women and the demographics of that get a little wonky or a little different I should say as we get into like queer identities and all of that. But generally, speaking the people who are victims of sexual violence are women and the people who perpetrated are men and so yeah it does feel like women and feminists have done like a ton of work in educating women and and pe- trying to educate all people and getting them to understand about consent and about what what pleasure and and like mm-hmm. how to seek out these relationships and have them be fulfilling and yet we're still in this same, situation where it doesn't feel like men have done the same work as as a whole as a group the way that women have to like understand their own wants and needs beyond like must have sex must put penis in vagina and you know are, are causing
0: continuing to cause harm and perpetuate sexual violence that's a really interesting take on this basically that sex positivity itself doesn't seem to really be the problem it seems to be more that the focus of it has maybe been on trying to liberate women but we need to be putting extra onus on educating people who are the partners of women yeah to help them understand the importance of how they need to act and treat other people too even though it might not feel necessary i mean i, I you know that's a part of it like a lot of of men have been benefiting from the system the way it is and I think that's a really important part part of why we need allies that are men Mm -hmm. who are willing to call out their friends and set good examples and actually genuinely care about this stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and in some ways, I think that sex positivity in a way of like understanding your partner and whatnot would be liberating for them too. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like it can't also feel good for men to, to just like have indiscriminate sex with people all the time and, and feel like, that is what the world expects of them and wants from them or to treat people like garbage just so they can have sex with them too. Like you don't have to do that. Like obviously there are a bunch of women out there who are sex positive who would have sex with you and you could all feel good about it. If you just treated them like a fucking human being, you know, like that, that seems like a prison as well. And so I, I just, I, I, I would hate to say that the onus again is like on women to educate men and like ec- hold them to account and make them do better. Yeah.
0: It, it's one of those things that is really frustrating and it, there's not a clear cut solution to it. And I think that mm-hmm. the important thing here is to be talking about these things, talking about sex positivity and even talking about the damage that it has done mm-hmm. and talking about ways that it is being usurped from its actual purpose and you can't just look at this thing and say, no, this is a great movement. That's only doing good things. I think that's unrealistic and that's not going to help anything. Yeah. Like the main thing is we need everybody to feel heard. And if people are feeling led astray by sex positivity, then that's something we need to discuss. Mm -hmm. And we did. So we're done. Thank you. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Maybe
1: we've done our jobs as millennials, right? Like maybe we made sex positivity in into what it is in the mainstream, people understanding about it, and now now it's outlived its usefulness, and something new will be born, will rise out of the ashes like a phoenix. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I, but I'm I'm open to that possibility. Uh, I hope that you know the youngins out there, the Gen Zers, can. Can rally around this concept, not abandon it entirely, and create something better and more useful. We pass the torch to you.
0: If you guys have any thoughts on this, we would love to hear them. We tweet now. We're 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 tweeters. <laughs> we're on Twitter. We're on the we're on the yeah. Twitter. You can find us at Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck on Twitter uh, and on Instagram. Please send us your thoughts. You can DM us, and you can email us at hello. Sexed shouldn't suck dot com, We have a yeah. new email. Say hello to us there. Yeah, say email. hello. Send us, uh, tell us what you think about sex positivity. Do you love yeah. it? Yeah. Do you hate it? Is it chuggy?
1: You can also just literally say hello. We'll probably say yeah. hello back. Probably. <laughs> Ideally. <laughs> Ideally. We might <laughs> ignore you. It depends on how full the <laughs> inbox is that week. If you do also have an extra dollar or two every month um, that you just like feel like you you know you want to part with, you want to give away for some reason. You could light it on fire or or throw it away, but you could also give it to us. Yeah. We like dollars. We fucking love dollars. Yeah. You can subscribe yeah. to our Patreon. Check out our
0: Patreon. There's all yeah. kinds of cool stuff that you can get by becoming a patron, so please check that out. You can find it under Sex That Shouldn't Suck. You can also find it through our website, which is also sex that shouldn't suck.com, if you can believe it.
1: <laughs> and guess what else, Kaylee? We also have a newsletter. What? I've never heard of this. <laughs> well, it's that's kind of crazy because you write most of it, so <laughs> I black um, out for that. <laughs> But it is the best way to stay up to date on everything that's happening with us and the podcast, as well as like what's going on in the world with sex education. So you can sign up for that on
0: our website as well. What is the website again, Kaylee? It is sexedshouldntsuck.com. Remember, there's no apostrophe in that because you can't have apostrophes in URLs. No apostrophes on the internet at all. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of our website... You can also go there to go check out our podcast store and buy yourself some merch. We have stickers and shirts and all kinds of stuff. So please go peep that if you're looking for ways to support the podcast. Finally, thank you to Kent for mastering our sound. We appreciate it. We know you've been busy on tour, but we're glad you're back and you're helping us not sound dumb. awful, Yeah, (laughs) it's bad. Yeah. Anyways, thank you all for listening, and please join us next week when we talk to Tim from Sex Ed with Tim, the Tim from Sex ed, ed with Tim. Tim. <laughs> Tim, all about Sex Ed. We love him. He's so funny. I'm, yeah. I'm. This next episode is probably
1: one of my favorites. So. Yeah. Please, please, tune, please in. tune
0: in. Oh. Jinx, Jinx. You owe me a soda. Ah, you owe me a soda. I said it first, so. No, I feel like we said. It please email us uh, at. Hello at sexedshouldn'tsuck dot com and let us know who just who was who a soda. Won that. You know. Kent? If you don't
1: like remix that so that mine comes first, <laughs> you're fired. Kent, if you tamper
0: with that audio evidence, you are fired.
1: Anyways, cool. love you guys. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.
0: What about like sex double negativity? which is still sex positive sex double negativity (laughs) I like it I like it thank you I've coined it everyone remember that in the future